0: Every day, The Rundown Podcast keeps you in the loop about the people and places that shape Chicago. The show is possible thanks to the ongoing support of listeners like you who understand the value of our work to keep you engaged. Support The Rundown Podcast at WBEZ.org slash Rundown Donate. And thank you. Good morning and happy Friday. I'm Erin Allen and this is The Rundown. One of the first steps in the process of becoming mayor of Chicago is to meet with the outgoing mayor. And Brandon Johnson and Mayor Lori Lightfoot had their meeting at City Hall yesterday. My colleague Mariah Wolfel is reporting that Johnson was deeply humbled after the meeting. He called it a productive and gracious reception from Lightfoot and he said her team is working tirelessly to help him succeed as the new mayor once he's sworn in in May. And so I'm incredibly grateful Uh, for her love and dedication to the city of Chicago and, of course, her commitment to make sure the Johnson administration um, starts off on the right foot. Johnson didn't mention any specific topics they discussed during the meeting, but we know it went for about an hour and a half. Johnson did say that Lightfoot advised him to take in the moment and appreciate the, quote, wondrous position he'll soon inherit. So back in 2019, the Chicago Transit Authority launched a program called Refresh and Renew, and it included plans to make improvements to the system. And they just announced the latest part of that program, more upgrades to the train system. They're going to be spending about $6.5 million this year, and that'll go toward improving 29 rail stations. The CTA says the work is going to happen at stations on seven rail lines and at two stations in the loop, the work will include repairing concrete, replacing damaged signage, upgrading lighting, and power washing surfaces. You can find a list of the stations that are getting upgrades at transitchicago.com slash refresh dash renew. So have you ever written a letter to a loved one who's incarcerated? Or maybe you're a lawyer and you need to get documents to your client on the inside. Well, if they're at the Cook County Jail, that's not allowed, at least not right now. Sheriff Tom Dart oversees this massive jail, and his office is saying that he's finding more and more paper soaked in illegal and deadly narcotics. My colleague Chip Mitchell spoke to a spokesperson for the sheriff, and Chip says the spokesperson wouldn't give any numbers on overdoses or deaths, but the jail is taking a closer look at incoming mail. Starting this week, visitors are not allowed to bring any paper, and that includes confidential legal documents lawyers carry for people who are detained. The spokesperson says that any time paper comes in, it will have to be scheduled so the jail can examine it. Now, a few of us at WBEZ were wondering if Sheriff Dart provided any advance notice of this. So we obtained some internal emails from leaders of Cook County Public Defender Sharon Mitchell's office. And according to those emails, yeah, no advance notice was given. Today is Good Friday, celebrated in various ways by those who are Christian. And in Pilsen, some Roman Catholics are celebrating Via Crucis, a.k.a. the Stations of the Cross. My colleague Adora Gude is reporting that the procession is about to start soon, 9 a.m. in the basement of Providence of God Church. Attendees will gather and walk down 18th Street to Harrison Park, where a volunteer actor will be crucified in a reenactment of Jesus' death. This is a yearly tradition, and it's been going on with Pilsen's Catholic churches for more than 40 years. Co-organizer Nellie Quintana tells herself every Good Friday morning It's time to go fishing for souls. If one person turns around and looks at the procession and moves them and makes them pray or makes them do an act of kindness, then we've done what the procession is about. After the crucifixion reenactment, people will then move to St. Pius Church on Ashland for a closing prayer. And a few quick hits before we get to the weather. Community members in Inglewood on the south side want some answers before a new Save-A-Lot opens in the neighborhood. The store is slated to replace the Whole Foods that closed last year, but residents say Save-A-Lot is subpar. Community members protested outside the building, demanding to talk to owners. Right now, the store opening is delayed. And the Evanston City Council is once again making history. They unanimously approved cash payments from their reparations program. The program's expansion gives an option for eligible black residents to receive $25,000 each. The money comes from a $20 million reparations fund supported by cannabis sales and a real estate transfer tax. Black residents who lived in Evanston between 1919 and 1969 and their direct descendants are eligible to apply. As for the weather, it's a little chilly outside, but so sunny. High 30s right here in the morning, but going up to the high 40s this afternoon and clear skies all day. Over the weekend, it's just as sunny with highs in the upper 50s. Spring is springing and I'm here for it. And that's it for now. Later today, I'm talking with the hosts of another new podcast here at WBEZ. You may have heard of it. It's called When Magic Happens. Black women from different generations chatting about everything from maternal health to hair. We're going to talk about getting vulnerable in public and the magic of getting black women in a room together. There's certain things you don't even have to explain, like um, when we came in today. Jennifer didn't want to sit her purse on the floor. I noticed that I'm like Jennifer. <laughs> that's going to stop your money from flowing. And exactly. let me tell you, they're thoughtful and they're hilarious. You can listen to that today at 2 on The Rundown. I'm Aaron Allen. We'll talk to you then.